0: John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As Jesus went a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat mending the nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. So, this is the uh, third and final homily of this latest uh, message series, The Search for Christ Transformation Required. And it's all about this sense that all of us are searching for happiness, for fulfillment, for meaning in our lives, maybe answers to questions that we're struggling with. All of those searches are really rooted in finding Jesus. When we find him, he gives us the answers, he fulfills our lives, he brings us meaning and purpose. So we're all searching for Jesus. You know, and sometimes we drift away, we search for him again. In that building that relationship, and when we encounter him, our lives are different. We change directions because of his love. And in the first homily of the series, I focused in on this point, To find Jesus in our lives, we must bring him honor, praise, and the gift of ourselves. So often we're searching Jesus, or when we find him, we're bringing him, here's the shopping list of things that we need you to do for us. But if we're going to really find him in that search, we come to give him honor, we come offering ourselves as this gracious gift. In the second homily of the series, I focused in on to find Jesus in our lives, we are brought to him by others who guide us and support us. So we don't try to search and find Jesus on our own. We have family, we have friends, we have parishioners. We have people whom we don't like that will help us find Jesus. And don't say you don't have any on that list, right? All of us, and we look for, and we look to connect and reconcile with people, but people around us help us. Help bring us to the love of Christ. And if you want more in-depth on, on those homilies, you can go to our chathamcatholic.ca website. There's a link to this series if you missed one of the first two. But the focus of, for this last homily is this. Once we find and encounter Jesus, we cannot help but change direction and bring others to Jesus. Christ changes our lives if we, in fact, truly encounter him. And that's different than just knowing him. Knowing about him. But to really allow him and, 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 and to connect with him in a relationship of master and teacher and we the students. He as our friend. If we know him in our hearts. That transforms us. It has to. Because he is the creator of all things. The word made flesh. And then in that excitement, in that joy... In that fulfillment, were sent on on mission. In the first, in the uh, and, and what's this change in direction? We heard in the second reading. And those who buy as though they had no possessions, and those who deal with the world as though they had no dealings with it, for the present form of this world is passing away. What's the change of direction? It's the change in perspective. We live in the world, but we're not of the world. And St. Paul, in this letter to Corinth, but also to us, there is this urgency to focus our efforts on things that don't pass away. We focus most of our lives on things that pass away, like our iPhones, our cars, my bank account that fades away every month on things around us, even on our church buildings. We focus in too much on things that fade away, that distract us, that waste our time, and overshadows that what lasts forever. What is that? Christ's love, the truth he offers to us, and the gift of eternal life. That can never fade away, and that can never be taken away. Even our very lives fade away. While in this world, you know, people are trying to hang on to the gift of youth with plastic surgery and all these attempts to find secrets to stay young, just to let you know it doesn't work. And we get so distracted on that that we forget the beauty of aging and all the distractions uh, how great technology is and that but all the distractions like TikTok and Facebook and all these things that simply waste our time and don't help us grow into who the Lord has called us to and distracts us so much that we forget this sense of mission this sense of service this sense of eternal life of things that do not fade away and so that's the change in perspective when we encounter Christ we end up embracing those things that never fade that's him his love for us, and how we're called to love one another on this journey to the kingdom of heaven. In the first reading we heard about Jonah, the word of the Lord came to Jonah saying, Get up, go to Nineveh, that great city, proclaim to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah set out and went to Nineveh. Of course, we know the story of Jonah, who's reluctant to, to go, finally convinced by God, going into this massive city with this message of, You've strayed away from God. Turn back or you're done. Not a popular message. He felt unworthy. He felt the mission seemed impossible. And yet finally he went. God called. He answered. And he went to the city and proclaimed, turn back to the Lord. Repent. And what had happened is the whole city did repent. And Jonah had to trust in this overwhelming mission, only given the message that God had sent. Send this message to the people and go into the streets and call for their conversion. Call for their change in direction. Call them to recognize the things that are eternal that do not fade away. And it happens. We too are called in the same way. In uh, the gospel, we heard, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea. Jesus said to them, come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. Jesus, beginning his ministry, his mission to proclaim the good news, calls his apostles. He goes to uh, Simon, Peter, and Andrew, and then James and John and says, simply says, come and follow me. And they're astonished when they encounter Jesus. They drop everything, their work, their family, everything, to follow him. In that encounter, they must have seen the fulfillment of their lives that Jesus in himself and what he was offering was something that was not going to fade away. And they were willing to, in faithfulness, step into that, risking. They didn't know how this was all going to unfold, following Jesus, and what the cost was going to be. They saw this amazing encounter with him and said, there's nothing else that fills our hearts. And they're called to be fishers of people. They're called to proclaim the good news. Well, later this afternoon, I'm celebrating some uh, baptisms. Uh, at Saint Joseph 's, our group baptisms, and going to be one of the messages i 'm going to tell the parents is that we 're all called we 're all called to be fishers of people we 're all called to follow Jesus and help share that love and to remind people of what does not fade away. And that mission, but that also that grace to be able to fulfill that is given to us through the Holy Spirit in baptism, strengthened in confirmation that 's the mission we have in our lives to share that joy, to share that love. To share that grace. And it might seem overwhelming or we might not seem to have the gifts or qualities. Jesus gives us what we need, when we need it, to fulfill his mission. And by fulfilling his mission, we fully live our lives. Fully are complete because of his love, but also serving him. So, how can we bring others to Jesus? What are some things we can think about this week and kind of through this series? How am I gonna be able to respond to that call to find Jesus, but help others find Christ? Of course, we can only help others if we've found him, if he dwells in our hearts. The first is, what do we hang on to that wastes our time and fades away? Take a look at the list. What do I do every week that really is a waste of time? That doesn't uh, enrich my life. Doesn't give me strength. What what kind of things do we waste our time with? It's not to say that we you know we should enjoy the gift of our lives, but there's always this waste that we sometimes don't even know until we you know we've scrolled through the Facebook updates or gone through TikTok and we've wasted two hours distracted. What are those things that distract me from my faith, from my time to pray, from time with others? And being able to respond to God's call in this world, are each of our missions to proclaim is good news. Take a look at that and slowly try to peel those distractions, those things that waste our time, peel those away. I mean, Lent is coming up, that's a good time to do it, but Lent you can do any time. Second is share our own experiences of faith with others. That's a big one. If we've encountered Jesus, we love Jesus, we have a relationship with him. It's not simply one on our own. It's good to share our experiences. That's how we bring people to Jesus. Sharing how Jesus helps us in our lives, how he comforts us, how he heals us, how he challenges us. And to share that, not only within our families and our friends, but those around us. This willingness to give witness to how much God loves each of us and how we love him. And how loving him has changed our lives. I mean, it might not do it from the pulpit, but in the conversations and the opportunities that are, that are there to show that Christ is at the center of our lives. This Christian witness is, is very powerful because what we'll realize is other people will have experienced the same things but have not given words to that. And so that's why small faith-sharing groups, all the different opportunities we have in our family parishes, like the Chosen series now, is giving those opportunities to share and to explore how Christ works in our lives and to learn from one another. And finally, faithfulness to mission rather than success. So often in this world we're saying, okay, I'm going to risk this. What's the the risk-benefit for myself and for others? We kind of get caught up in those things. But when we're following the call of Jesus... It's more about just diving in and trusting, knowing him and loving him that we follow. And part of that reflection needs to include this. What am I saying no to Jesus with? The Lord calls us in different ways. And sometimes, even like Jonah, we can resist that call. So are there things you know Jesus is calling you to, and you're saying, no, I can't do that. I don't have the time. I don't have the energy. I don't have the gifts. It's too much for me. Where am I saying no to Jesus and take a look? Because that's where he's calling us. And hopefully, we can trust that and then encourage others in our conversations, when people talk to us, looking we can encourage to trust the Lord, because he never, ever disappoints us. So, once we find and encounter Jesus, we cannot help but change direction, change priority, focus in on that which never fades away, and bring others to Jesus. And so, as we continue in our Mass, we conclude this series, this search for Christ, transformation required. Let us continue to seek the Lord in word, in the gift of the Eucharist, in the gift of the sacraments, in the gift of the church, our family of parishes. But when we encounter him and he changes us, we change direction, we change our ways, may we have the courage to be on mission to help others encounter him, like Jonah, like Peter, like Andrew, like James, like John, like you, and like me.